G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. You don't buy a car to put gas in it. Or, you know, I mean, in nowadays, you don't buy a Tesla to charge it. You know, you buy a car to go to a destination. You know, so that's why, like, for business, the, the money is a fuel that's going to help you get to your destination, which is moving a cause forward. So that's how we look at it. Our, our mission, our vision is to make, simplify the whole tech side of the real estate uh, side of the business, you know, uh, just make it simple. Like a real estate investor, you know, individual real estate investor or people that are doing large multifamily, they should be able to just focus on their business, not have to worry about the tech side of it, like the the, the challenges that you mentioned. You should not have to worry about it. You should just be your time. It's best spent on, hey, how do I grow my portfolio? Not, hey, let me download this report. Let me compare it to this report. Let me do this in Excel. No, that's, that's not the best value of your time. That's not going to give you the highest ROI. So that's what we see as our mission. Our purpose is to add that value to the real estate community. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug with the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today, 
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Sherard Mehta. Sherard is the founder and CEO of RE Simply. After continuously being frustrated while using multiple softwares to run one business, Sherard decided enough was enough. So he created an all-in-one real estate software which helps people close on more deals, save time, and they do it all at a lower marketing cost. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today to share his incredible insight and his experience. But enough out of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Sherrod. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Good, Pete. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Hey, my pleasure. And just tell all our listeners, where are you dialing in from today? Toronto, Canada. Right outside of Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Lovely. So north of the border. Hello, all our Canadian listeners up there. Hope you're tuning in to Investing in the US and we thank you for your loyal service. But Sherrod, uh, I kick off every show like I do with all my guests and rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. Uh, I did by raking the leaves in the back of a convenience store. Yeah, I walked, I walked about two miles to the store, worked there for an hour, got paid, paid 20 bucks and then walked back two miles. This was when I was in school. I got one $10 bills to $5 bills. I still have one of the $5 bills with me. I sent a $10 bill to my parents. They have that. And I sent a $5 bill to my girlfriend back then. And she's my wife now. So never actually spend <laughs> the money. Yeah. That is awesome. What, where was the convenience store back in the day? In, in New York. In New York. That's where I went to school. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. So, so tell me about the story here. Cause clearly Toronto, New York, you, you, cl- you clearly have a little bit of an accent as well. Like I do. What, what's the, uh, what's the background here, mate? Yeah, a little, little bit different accent between the two of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that big southern accent of yours, right? From, from, uh, yeah, from, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you, you guys can guess I'm down from Texas. You know, it's pretty yeah, obvious. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I started out in 2000. So, okay, a little bit. So I moved here from India, you know, mm-hmm. so shocker. I'm not from Texas originally. <laughs> <laughs> I moved there from India right after high school. So I was 18 when I moved to New York. That's where I went to school. I got a degree in accounting. Then I moved to Chicago for my job um, in 2005. So, I, you know, I, I'd worked for about four years or so. You know, then I started looking at some money saved up. I started looking at, okay, what could I do with the money that I have? Um, so I looked at stocks and bonds and, you know, I was absolutely horrible at it, lost more money than, you know, I hate to remember now. Uh, then I, I was, I've always been a lot into personal finance, like Dave Ramsey, you know, Susie Orman, mm-hmm. uh, and I was following a, you know, a couple of very popular um, personal finance blogs. And, you know, the, the most fun is always reading the comments, you know, than the actual blog. So I was reading the comments section and somebody uh, talked about a book called Flip. Uh, so it took me to Amazon and then from there, you know, Flip, you know, it took me to another suggested reading about uh, Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. I read that book. I'm like, man, this is what I want to be. You know, it sounds fantastic. Uh, so that's when I started investing in real estate, kind of just followed that book as a model. Uh, initially started investing. I was living in Chicago, started investing in Northwest Indiana, which is practically a suburb of Chicago, 30, 45 minutes drive from Chicago for anybody who's not familiar. Still investing in that market to the day. Uh, so 2010 is when I bought my first property. Then 2011, 12 started working with lots of overseas investors, uh, mainly from Australia. Uh, when the Australian dollar was strong compared to US dollar, was, you know they're buying a lot of properties. So I, you know, sold them a lot of properties. And then after that, 2015, moved to San Diego. 
still had an active business that's when I started recently um, as a personal need for my own business. And then it kind of grew into what it is now. And last year, March 2020, I moved to Canada. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you've moved around a lot. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little bit, little, little yeah. bit. I, I, actually, one thing you picked up on the flip book is that the book I just pulled it up here: "How to uh, Find, Fix, and Sell Houses for Profits" by Ricky. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I remember reading that exact book when I first moved to the United States, and it was jam packed with some some incredible, great little tidbits about how to identify markets and you know the best, the, the, the what is it, the worst house on the best block, and like yeah, yeah, it was exactly. actually yep. very very influential in my career as well. So everyone who's listening out there, uh, Flip, it's a green cover, F-L-I-P, how to fix, sorry, how to find, fix and sell houses for profits by Ricky Villani and Clay Davis. And, and, yep. and I, I, it's funny you mentioned, you're the only person I've ever had on this show out of 300 odd episodes over six years to mention that book. But it was, it, it, it was a book that for me coming from Australia, I... It, it, it had it combined like a, a a guru or a mentor everything that would need to teach me. It was in one little book. Like it, when you're getting when you're getting started um, in in that low sort of flipping space. So that's that's awesome. Um, it's it's great. I, I obviously have fond memories of that book. I haven't picked it up in many many years. But um, so that was the start of it. Uh, yes. What, what what was the what was the first property you, you bought? It was a two-unit property. I still own that property to this day. It was in August 2010, so it's been like 11 years now since I've owned that property. Uh, it was listed on the market for 65000 and I think I made an offer of 20000 Just I think, you know, what's the words that's going to happen? Somebody will say no. You know, my, my wife and, you know, spells me no all the time for the plenty of things. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm used to rejection, so what the hell. And, you know, uh, interestingly enough, they came back with 25000 and I think we settled about 20 to five or no more than 25. I don't remember. It was a two unit property, each unit. Uh, we put about 10,000 in the property. So I think I was all in about 35 and each unit was renting for about 650 a month. Uh, and I still have that property. I think we get about 750 to 800 a unit. Uh, so I still own that. Um, and then in a month later in September, 2010, I owned, I bought a three unit property. I'm like, man, this is awesome. Then at that point, I just decided to leave my job and just pursue for time. That's so funny. You bought a two unit when you first moved here in 2010. I bought a three unit in Syracuse, New York. Very similar numbers. I bought it for $38,000, so a little bit more than you. But I was renting for the same, 650 bucks. I remember yeah. to this day, right. it was in 2012. And I don't know where your property is. I've sold my, I've long gone sold mine, but, but mine was Section 8 housing. And I was a real, real eye opener to being a fresh-eyed, bushy-tailed Australian figuring out what the hell Section Eight housing was. So I, know. I don't know if yours is like that, but it's it, kudos to you to, to still having it to this day. Yeah, I still have it to this day. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I don't. I'm not involved in the property management. I own a property management business, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, I just look at hey, how much money did we get? But I just like overall uh, of the 150 to 100, uh, 175 units we manage. Uh, I would say about 10% to 15% are Section 8, no more than that. Everything else is non-Section 8. But it could be good, it could be bad, you know, depending on, I mean, just like with anything else, you have to pre-qualify the tenant. Yep. So so you just mentioned there, and let's get into it. Property management business, RE Simply, all these cool names. What's happening? What, what, what's the business look like today? What, what have you grown it into since two, that first property back in 2010? Yeah, so now we are very actively involved in fix and flips. So I own a 
turnkey business also where we sell properties to other out-of-state investors looking to buy you know passive properties so we do about 40 50 flips a year uh on my real estate flipping business and i would say half of those are um you know typical retail flips selling to homeowners the other half is to other investors uh that are looking to buy property so from there we started our property management company you know we weren't really happy with couple of other companies that we were using. So we decided to start our own uh, property management company. So we sell and then, you know, we keep the management in-house. And then like I mentioned earlier in, um, in, in the show, so in 2015, I moved to San Diego. My wife, uh, you know, she got a job in San Diego, so we moved there. Um, and that's when I started looking at my business on, okay, you know, I have all these things going on. You know, how do I manage all this different, you know, people, different like things going on in my business and looked at different software options, like nothing really fit what I was looking for. And then at that point, that's when I started recently with the main goal of, you know, having one software to essentially run the entire business from and having very detailed KPIs about the business. Uh, so that's, that was the idea behind it. Again, I don't think if I had moved to California or if I'd moved out of state, I don't think I would have ever started the company. So that was mm. a blessing in disguise that I moved out of country and, you know, I moved out of state and I saw a need. Um, and then, you know, I used it for a couple of years before we started having other people use it. So it, it's exciting now we have, you know, investors with all sorts of background people doing one or two deals a year, all the way up to 100, 200 deals a year using our platform. So it's very exciting. That's incredible. And, that, and I, I want to also ask before we get into the nuts and bolts. Where are the properties, or where's the main market? You, you, you mentioned property management. You mentioned turnkey. Right. Where, where, where are you doing most of that out of? It's uh, northwest Indiana, Lake County. Uh, again, it's practically a suburb of Chicago. If you know, but it happens to be in Indiana. Again, the why I chose that market while I was living in Chicago was like the book. The book that you know we talked about, flip and millionaire real estate investor. Like that's the model I followed. Um, you know, it, it talks about wherever you live, just, you know, draw like a one hour uh, driving radius uh, from where you live. So I was in Chicago. I couldn't buy anything in East because that would be in Lake Michigan. And then I, I saw that within one hour drive, you know, Indiana fell in that one hour drive. I'm like, mm, that's very interesting. You know, living in Chicago, you don't really care about, you know, Indiana. But I'm like, oh, this is very interesting. So I kind of started looking into it. The prices were lower. The return was higher and I, I looked at, you know, being in a more landlord friendly market was also important. Uh, so that was the reason why going into Indiana. Got yeah. It. And that's where we have everything in Northwest Indiana in, in a very small area. I believe the population is about four or 500,000 people. And, and that, that sustains you doing all the business on the turnkey side? Correct. Got it. How, how many turnkeys? You, you said oh, you mentioned earlier, forty to fifty flips. Is that including the turnkeys? Including the turnkeys. So I would say about twenty twenty five are turnkey. The other are uh, retail. Got it. So you're also just re not regentrifying, but rehabbing an entire city by the sounds of it. Slowly. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, especially from when I started to where we are now, and not just me, like you know, other investors that have come into the market. I mean, you're not working with. Australian investors were a big part of it, you know, because I mean, they had so much capital. I mean, they could just buy in bulk. You know, we probably did like 250, 300, you know, houses with them. So that was, that was, you know, I mean, of course, you know, you do this to make money, but 
you know, on the other side, you see neighborhoods, blocks, like transitioning, you know, improving. So that's very, uh, you know, that, that helps, that makes you feel good about what you're doing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go back into the software and you, you mentioned that you developed it because you needed to manage your teams better. So maybe run us through what's the functionality of the software and where it started from and now what it's morphed into. Absolutely. So, you know, once I moved out of Indiana, once I moved out of Chicago to California, I started looking at my business as, okay, you know, I don't want my let's say acquisition team to be on one platform and my project manager is on different platform and my, you know, my admin staff is on a, you know, a third platform. So what, you know, we were looking for is, okay, I would, I would want to have my entire team be on one platform so they could speak with each other. Uh, And also it was important for me, you know, being an accountant, you know, people lie, but numbers never lie. So I wanted to have very data-driven uh, information that I could make my decisions based on. You know, if you're trying to rehab a property, you know, I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want information from somebody saying, "Hey, my gut says this is a good deal." You know, let's just look at the numbers. You know, if we're doing, we spend a lot of money on marketing. You know, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand a year. So we want to look at, okay, you know, all the money that we're spending in marketing, for example. How much money are we making off of that? You know, we don't want to guess, oh, I think the website is working really well. So let's put more money into it. Oh, I think the direct mail is actually working well. Let's put more money into it. No, let's actually look at the numbers on, you know, how much money you spent on direct mail, you know, for every dollar that we put into different marketing, how much money have we made into it? Same thing on our rehabs, right? Uh, It's important for us, like time is money. Every day you're sitting on that rehab project, that property is not selling, it's costing you money. The way we look, with the way we calculate our numbers is, you know, it costs us $100 per day per project between, you know, the actual cost, the interest, you know, the holding cost and also the opportunity cost. So that's why, you know, we look at our numbers. Okay. How long does it take from the time we buy a property to the time we sell a property? And then we break it down, you know, once we buy it, how long does it take before it goes into rehab? How long is our actual rehab? So that, that's the information we needed on the marketing side, you know, being able to um, manage all our leads in one platform, being able to talk to them, you know, receive their communication all in one platform, not wanting to jump from one platform to another to make a call, to listen to a recording. And there was really nothing out there, you know, or the things that were out there were very clunky, not very user-friendly. So that's where we decided to, you know, start the company recently. For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business, or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value add deals, then head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you will automatically be notified about my new up and coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up today. Now back into the show. So, just for the layman out there who's not into software, is what's it like? Is it like Slack had a baby with G Drive, or what? What is it? Um, hmm. it would be. Oh man, that's a good question. So, the the heart and soul of everything is. Uh, accounting feature so mm-hmm. QuickBooks so it's sort of yep. built like on an accounting software uh, which would replace your QuickBooks because it's very data driven but we wanted to make front end very 
simple. So you have Slack-like features where you could communicate between, uh, you know, back and forth with your team. It has G, uh, it has your uh, G Google Drive like feature. So you don't need Google Drive. You can upload all your pictures, videos. Uh, you know, it has like you can call, you can text from within the platform. You can manage all your leads. Um, yeah, I mean, there was there was there wasn't really anything like this on the market. So that's why we uh, decided to start. You know, it was really based on the idea of, okay, what would I want for my business? Because I used it myself for two years before I let anybody else use the platform. So it, it had to be something very simple. I mean, even we named the company be simply, you know, you know, it was by design like, okay, we want to serve real estate community, but we want to make something very simple to use. The front end should be very simple. The back end is very sophisticated on all the algorithm, but the front end has to be very simple. You know, anybody comes in, they should know, you know, uh, in a couple of minutes how to use the platform. Interesting. No, and it's it, so so you so sort of like QuickBooks come, uh, Slack come, G Drive come, communication platform. Exactly. It's, it's, it seems like it, it's, it's an all-in-one shop. For, yeah, or, or like or something like a Trello Trello board. Trello. You know? yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So something like a Trello board, like that's kind of what uh, our uh, pipeline looks like. You know, you just mm -hmm. simply drag and drop and do a lot of things. You know, just by dragging and dropping, put your notes in it. So yeah, so you know, Trello meets Google Drive meets. QuickBooks and, uh, you know, and then there's a couple of other, like, like meet Excel, a couple of other things built in there. Mm -hmm. No, love it. Love it. Um, have you got a software background? Like how'd you even get into like starting it? I don't have any software background, you know, uh, that some people would be shocked based on my accent and where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have software background. Uh, no, it just, it was honestly out of a personal need. Uh, if, if I hadn't moved, to California, I don't think I would have ever seen a need to start the company. And I just would have been happy with kind of what I was using, but I'm glad I did. I saw a lot of value and I saw a lot of inefficiencies in everything that I was doing in my business. But no, I don't have any tech practice. Even to this day, I don't know any coding. I'm just the, the owner of the company more on, I work on the product side and then I have other people doing other things that they're, what they're good at. Like my, I add the most value on, uh, driving the vision on, you know, what mm -hmm. products we want to develop. Everything else is handled by somebody else. I love it. I love it. And just, I'm sure the projections of your company, your software company is probably going to outstrip your real estate company someday, right? Because software is that powerful. Uh, it is. I mean, I, I, I think at this point, our software company is more valuable than the real estate company, but I do, I, I do love being in the real estate business because, you know, the software company would not be there if there was, if, you know, if I didn't have a real estate business. So, uh, you know, the, the, the inspiration or the idea behind the software company came from the real estate business. So I still have a very active business. I always plan to have a real estate active business. I, I really love real estate. You know, if I lost everything today and if I had to start everything from scratch, I would go back into real estate. Just, I, I love that business a lot. No, I talk to so many people on this on this platform, this platform, that talk about and discover business ecosystems within something like your your story of moving to California. 
being having a struggle that you couldn't then manage out of state, you didn't have everyone on the same platform, forced you down this path of creating a software for your real estate business. And that feeds the other one. And then you know the property management business feeds something, you know, feeds the business as well. So this ecosystem, everything is cycling and in a symbiotic relationship, which is so incredible. And I think that's the power of creating businesses. It's not just real estate. Obviously, real estate is the fundamental of what we all do. But the opening the ideas up, having the challenges of interstate management, of property management, of construction management, of Absolutely. sourcing product from China, which is what I do on my end. You know, all these things come from the one thing that we start, which is providing housing, right? And that's yeah. so powerful when you take a step back to see the iterations and and the journey in which it evolves into. Because I'm sure when you started down this path, you had no idea that you would have be the owner of a, of a software company, right. the owner of a property management company, the owner of a turnkey company, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I did not. I absolutely did not. I mean, the, the goal initially was to use real estate for passive income. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's the the motivation for most of the people starting into real estate. So I, I had to have that foundation first before I jumped into a software company. You know, like I, I own about 75 units and most of them are paid for free and clear. So that gives me the freedom to go out and, you know, create this software company uh, where I see a need for it. If I did not, um, you know, then, I don't know. I mean, there, there, there had to be, you know, uh, some things aligned in my favor uh, to be able to do what I'm doing right now. Sure. Sure. Uh, The other question I have for you is it seems like the software is very focused on small, single family and small multi. Like if I had a 300 unit property on there, would it be able to handle that? Uh, Depends on what you're wanting it to do. We are working with um, with a coach in the multifamily space on the acquisition side of it. So it's very acquisition driven, not property management driven. So we have some investors using our platform, you know, that are doing single family and also doing multifamily, you know, 50, 100 or more units just for the acquisition side of it. But for the management side, they go to other platforms like Appfolio, Yardi, or, you know, other mm-hmm. pro- uh, property management softwares. And does your software talk to Appfolio and Yardi? Uh, no. So it's, it's very um, acquisition driven, not mm-hmm. on the property management driven. Yeah. Mm. No, it's, it's right. interesting because I, I, I obviously I'm I'm very heavily involved in my the day to day of my my portfolio that I have, and some of the frustrating things I I use Yardi for example, okay. right? And it, I don't know if it's their laziness or whatever, but I use I, I have to download all their data every quarter, you know, T twelve rent rolls, and I have to manipulate that to create one you know a, a one pager for my investors, you know, the growth of the NOI, the growth of revenue. And sure. it should be so simple, but it's it it's, it's, it's it's not. And and the, the, with a click of the button, I should be able to produce these dashboards. You know, what was the last fifteen leases that I you know right. rented? How much have we grown the average um, renovated unit versus unrenovated unit? Like all these types of stuff. And it just frustrates me that there's not a product out there. So uh, if you ever get to the point where you want to uh, yeah, not create yet. another, we, we have one. Let me know. We, yeah, I mean. Um, it, the, the property management company that we have, we use Rentec Direct, which mm-hmm. is great, but you know, it, it doesn't give you 
you know, if you want to scale your business beyond a certain point, you have to look at the data. And, and that was the challenge that we ran into. You know, you might use one software to do one thing, and then you might use like QuickBooks to do something, you know, your financial, and they don't really speak well with each other. No. There's a lot of human involvement, you know, and then the more people you have involved, there's a higher chance of things breaking down. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like what we have built is very data driven, you click a button and it tells you for every dollar that you put in every single campaign, how much money you've made uh, in it. And then we have plans to do something on the property management side, also very, very data driven because we use Zentic Direct in our property management business. And we, you know, we do a lot of work manually to be able to track our numbers and we plan to completely automate all of that. That's awesome. That's incredible. Well, if I ever get the uh, the courage to go out and start my own tech company when it, when I'm getting frustrated with stuff like Yardi, uh, I'll have to come to you for ideas Absolutely. because I've, I've always had these ideas in my head. I'm like, why isn't this more simple? Like I'm, I, I, I have, you know, 3000 units in my portfolio. I'm like, it should be simpler than this absolutely. when I'm trying to produce investor reports. So yeah, absolutely. I'll be more uh, than happy to uh, discuss. Awesome. Awesome, mate. Well, look, what is the, what's the goal? Where, where are you at? What do you want to do in the next five to 10 years with um, RE Simply? Oh man, I am loving the work so much right now. I mean, it's just like, you know, we were, what our goals were, you know, we've been exceeding our goals in terms of how many people we want to have. So that's, that's fantastic. You know, uh, but like, I'm just really, really driven by like what we want to build. You know, I, I follow Simon Sinek, you know, the guy who wrote start with why, um, and you know, a couple of other, so, so I watched one of his YouTube videos and he talked about, um, you know, the purpose of a business is not to make money. And he gave a really good analogy. He said, the purpose of business is not to make money. The purpose of business is to move the cause forward. And he gave an analogy of, you know, you don't buy a car to put gas in it, or, you know, I mean, in nowadays, you don't buy a Tesla to charge it, you know, you buy a car to go to a destination, you know? So that's why like for business, the, the money is a fuel that's gonna help you get to your destination, which is moving a cause forward. So that's how we look at it. Our, our mission, our vision is to make, simplify the whole tech side of the real estate uh, side of the business, you know? Uh, just make it simple, like a real estate investor, you know, individual real estate investor or people that are doing large multifamily, they should be able to just focus on their business, not have to worry about the tech side of it, like the the, the challenges that you mentioned. You should not have to worry about it. You should just be, your time is best spent on, hey, how do I grow my portfolio? Not, hey, let me download this report, let me compare it to this report, let me do this in Excel. No, that's, that's not the best value of your time. That's not gonna give you the highest ROI. So that's what we see as our mission our purpose is to add that value to the real estate community and and i, I love it every day i get up i mean like i've started getting up at 5 30 in the morning just like i, I i'm excited to you know get to work that's awesome that's incredible yeah, thank you I, I love i love that that analogy uh, the purpose isn't to make money it's to move the cause forward i actually haven't heard that one yet but i need to Simon Sinek, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, have yeah to I'll send you. So, I'll send, I have it saved in my YouTube uh, video library, so I'll send you the link. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's a like small two minute video. Sorry. Yeah. Awesome. No, no, no. Last question is why Canada? Oh, I'm a Canadian resident. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, but eventually we plan to move back to US. So we have our permanent residency that's in the process. So, you know, we have Canadian residents who so we moved here that we plan to move back. Though as much as I love living in Canada, but you know, I have all my business in US, so plenty. Where would you move there. back to? San Diego? Uh, 
Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. yeah, we have some family and friends there, yeah. Nice. Well, when you do move back, give us a shout because I'm just down absolutely. the road in Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, so awesome stuff. Well, Sherrod, uh, at the end of every show, we'd like to get into the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Let's do it, man. Mate, what number, question number one is, what is the practice that you, or sorry, what is the habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals every day? Uh, it's a simple thing. I have a, um, I, the one thing book. Uh, mm -hmm. talks about it takes 66 days to form a habit. So I just do, you know, for me, like getting up in the morning is a habit that I'm trying to form. So every day I get up, I put a checkbox on it and then I track, you know, another thing with my workout, for example, I had a goal to do 150 workouts at the beginning of the day. I want track to do 175. Every time I do a workout, I write down. So it just gives me like, you know, uh, tracking on how far I've come along. That's awesome. Love it. I love it. Keeping on track. Sixty-six days to form a habit. I thought it was sooner. I thought it was quicker than that. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. The book talks about twenty-one days to two hundred days, but sixty-six days is the sweet spot. Awesome. Awesome yeah. stuff. I'll have to check it out. Question number two is: Who is the most influential person in your career to date? It's not actually somebody from business. It's actually uh, Rafael Nadal. I would say mm -hmm. uh, I, I really love his work ethics. I love how humble he is. So I, I think like just, you know, uh, yeah, I just he's he's a great inspiration for me. Just like hard work, work ethics and how humble he is. Well, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a new bar that's been set. I've got to now get Rafael Nadal on the show. I don't know if you'll come <laughs> on. But... <laughs> we can all dream, can't we, my yeah. friend? Awesome yeah. stuff. Uh, question number three is, who's, what is the most influential tool in your business? And I may already know the answer to this one, but when I say tool, it could be a physical tool, like a phone or a journal, or it could be a piece of software. What's the most influential tool in your business that you use on a daily basis? Yeah, notepad and notepad. a legal pad and a pen. Yeah, Love that's it. the most important thing. I, I thought I thought it would have been the, I thought it would have been your software company, but uh, yeah, yeah. we're, we're already no, plugging I mean, it I, enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to some bias, but yeah, no. For to get ideas for my real estate software company, like that's that's the tool I go to, a pen and a paper. Awesome, awesome stuff, yeah. mate. Question number yeah. four is: In one sentence, what has been the biggest failure, or, or or we call it lessons or life lessons, and what did you learn from that failure um, that's that's put you on the right path? Oh man, these are some really good questions. Um, I would say the biggest failure has been when I have tried to go out of my, uh, of my, out of my swim lane, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I need to know what I'm really good at and just focus on that rather than, you know, trying to do certain other things that are not best match for my skill set and try to do that, you know, uh, you know, if I had to choose between improving my strength versus weaknesses, I would say, you know, I would rather work on my strengths and double down on it and try to work on my weaknesses because I'm not going to enjoy that. I mean, the, on my strength, what I love doing, rather work on that and just keep improving on that because that's the stuff I'm going to love. I'm going to look forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I do, I do uh, resonate with that sentiment for sure because sometimes you do get, you think you can do it all. And right. I know at least in my business, I'm getting to the point where it's like, yeah, you might need to hire some people, right? <laughs> you don't have you don't have to do it all. You can Absolutely. just stick to your lane. So, so love it. Uh, mate, last question is where can people reach you? They want to be in your sphere. They want to check you out. Where do they go? Yeah, I mean, the best would be by email, Sharad, S-H-A-R-A-D at vsimply.com, R-E-S-I-M-P-L-I.com. Yeah, that's the easiest way to get to me is through email. 
Awesome. Awesome stuff, mate. Well, look, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I just want to reflect a little bit of what I took away from today's show. And I think the, the first one you mentioned earlier is data-driven decisions. People lie, data doesn't. So having a, a, a software company or, or, or a tool that you can use to pull upon to really drive your decisions in your business. And I love that you're able to go out and find a, a need, find a, a, the missing element, the missing tool in your tool belt, and you went and developed it. And I, and I talked to so many entrepreneurs on this show, and I hope all got you guys listening, all my listeners, that's, this is what it is. It's about having these obstacles in life and then having the, the, the backbone to go out and create it to make your life easier. But in saying that, then you've created another system within your business, which only strengthens the business even more. So I really, really love that. And I love what you said before. The purpose is not to make money. It is more of the, um, is more the cause moving it forward. And that's the, that's the purpose of your business. It's the purpose of what you're doing every day. And it, I can just already feel the energy through the camera that you're really loving what you're building. Um, but did I leave anything out? No, man, you got everything. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff, yeah. mate. Well, again, no, thank great. you so much for coming on the show today. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up very, very soon. Thank you for having me, man. Thanks. Well, there you have an incredible show jam-packed with some incredible advice from Sherrod. Please do go check out his website, R-E-Simply, that's S-I-M-P-L-I. Check it out on Google uh, if you're interested, if you're a single family or even small multifamily operator and you want to learn a little bit more about what he does, definitely check him out online. Um, I want to thank you all for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. And also remember, if you want to invest with me, you're allowed to now and so head over to my website at reedgoosens.com click on the invest with me tab and i'll find it'll take me to a link to schedule a call with me you can find out more about investing directly into my portfolio but we're going to do this all again next week so remember be bold be brave and go give life a crack